0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to TTT, 10-Minute Torah Tamima. I'm your host, Chaim Fruchter. Every week, I bring you some insights from a Baruch Alevi Epstein who lived in the late 19th and early 20th century and author of the work that he called Torah Tamima, which could be translated as Complete Torah. He called it that because he collected the Gemaras about the Pesukim in the Torah and placed them alongside the Pesukim so one could get an appreciation of the Torah Shabbat Peh, the Oral Law, while learning the Torah Shebik Sav, the written. This week, Parshas Svayakel, we begin with the first Pesuk of the Parsha, Perak Lamed Hei, Pesuk Aleph 35, one. Pesuk says, Vayakel Moshe is <laughs> called Aspene Yisrael, Vayomar Elyhem, Eila Hadvarim, Asher Chivah Hashem so Sam. And Moshe assembled the entire congregation of the Bnei Israel and said to them, These are the words that Hashem has commanded you to, commanded you to do. And this is immediately followed by the next Pesach, which says, Six days' work should be done, and the seventh should be holy for you a Shabbos to Hashem. On this, Torah me brings them a guilt that says Loma nemar why is it said regarding the Pasuk about Shabbos next to being uh, next to building of the base of the mishkan the fisha nemar vi mikdash because it says and they should make me a mikdash a, a holy place shome ani bain ba bain then I would here understand that would mean build it during the week or build it on Shabbos. So the pasuk comes to tell us by saying six days work should be done, that the Mishkan should be built on weekdays but not on Shabbos. On this, on this, the Torah Tamima comments that the question lama nemar where it says the of why is it said, refers to the fact that the idea of six days of work followed by Shabbos is found here in the context of the building of the Mishkan, but was already stated in Kisisa. And the answer is, I might have thought that building the Mishkan would override Shabbos, but it doesn't. And the reason we might have thought it did is that we are allowed to offer sacrifices, karbonos, on Shabbos, so we might have thought it would be okay to build the place that we sacrifice on Shabbos as well. The Torah Tamima to does point out that the Gemara in Yevamos learns the prohibition of building the or based on Mikdash on Shabbos from the Pasuk in the beginning of Parsha's Kedoshim, as Shab Sosaiti Shmaru Umikdashiti you should keep my Shabbases and fear or have awe of my Mikdash. He finds the drasha here a little more direct, but the one in Yevamos would also include the prohibition to build it on Yom Tov, whereas this one wouldn't, since the prohibition of using fire is mentioned here in this Parsha and one is allowed to use fire on Yom Tov. So, by extension, you could not learn from this uh, Pasuk here that you would not be allowed to build the Mishkan on Yom Tov. By the way, the Torah Tamimah is not apparently bothered by the fact that there are two different drashos for this idea. Continuing in the same Pasuk, he brings a mechilta on the phrase, "Yelochem Kodesh, that the seventh day, i.e. Shabbos, should be considered Kodesh, holy to you. The mechilta says, The Pasuk says, Yeelachem Kodesh should be holy to you, but Ulamakom, Chol, regarding the place, i.e. the Mishkan, it's Chol, like a weekday, meaning that we are allowed to offer sacrifices on Shabbos in the Mishkan, notwithstanding that they involve malachos that we are prohibited from doing in any other context. Then the Torah Tamima asks, We have established that we are not allowed to violate the malachos of Shabbos to build the Mishkan, yet we can violate them to perform the korbanos in the Mishkan every Shabbos. What's the difference? He posits that by the korbanos, there is a specific mitzvah to do it on that day, while regarding while regarding the building, there is no specific time frame given, so we can take a day off from building on Shabbos. Moving on to the next Pasuk, Pasuk Gimel, Lo <speaking in> esh <Hebrew> You should not light a fire in any of your dwelling places on Shabbos. On this, the Torah's Mima brings the Gemara from Yerushalmi Beitzah, Parake Halacha Base 5-2. Gemara says, You should not burn fire in any of your dwelling places on the day of Shabbos. You may not do that on Shabbos, but on Yom Tov, Yom Tov, you can light the fire. The Torah Tamimah points out that this does not refer to the permission to use fire on Yom Tov for cooking, for the source for that is the clear Pasuk in Parshas Bo, where it says regarding Yom Tov, lechem, That for the purposes of food, one can use fire on Yom Tov. Here, says the Torah Tamimah, is is the permission to use fire for any purpose, even non-food related. And then he brings the mechilta on the phrase "biyom haShabbos" on the day of Shabbos, one cannot light a fire. It says, "It says there, biyom iatamavir." On the day of Shabbos, you can't light a fire. Avolatamavir me'erev Shabbos leShabbos, but you can light a fire from erev Shabbos to Shabbos. Meaning, if you light it beforehand. That's okay. So on this, the Torah Tamimah comments that one might have thought that the prohibition of fire on Shabbos would include having a lit fire that was started before Shabbos. And this drusha tells you that's not the case. One is allowed to have fire in one's dwelling as long as it was lit before Shabbos started. Finally, we go to Parak Lamed he, Pasuk Beis, 3522, where the Pasuk talks about the people bringing gold and other things as donations to the Mishkan. And it says, Kol Nadiv view, any Anyone of generous heart brought, brought stuff. On this, the Torah to Marima brings the Gemara from Chagiga, to Yodah Amon 10a. Gemara says, Tanya, we learned in Rabbi Yitzchak Omer, Rabbi Yitzchak says, Mikan Remes Lahataras nadarim min ha From That from here, there is a hint to the idea of Hataras nadarim, Being released from a vow from the Torah. On this, the Torah Tamimah comments that the idea of getting released from a vow through a process with a sage is not really found in the Torah at all, but rather it was handed down from Moshe Rabbeinu to each generation, and the rabbis in the Gemara are just finding hints to it, which is not uncommon to do. So a hint to that idea, which was known, was found in this Pasuk. He also knows, the Torah Tamimah knows, that the reader may be thinking, wait a second, annulling vows is found in the Torah. There's a whole section in Parsha's Matos that deals with making and annulling vows. So what do you mean that there's no direct direct, uh, hint, direct uh, mention of vows and annulling vows in the Torah? But he says that area of the Torah is only referring to specific conditions of annulling vows for one's wife or minor child. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it and found it meaningful. I look forward to getting together with you on the next episode of TTT, 10-Minute Torah Tamima.